This is In the Dirt with a Sodu. All right, we have a really special treat right now. We're at the True Car booth, and we have some firepower in the seats left and right. We have Mike there, our CEO, and Beth, who's the Chief Commercial Officer. And consumer officer. Consumer yes. officer. Yeah. That's a little difference That's there. Different. This is the same yeah, letter, yeah. different thing. That's right. Um, That's I have right. a couple questions for you, and and like the whole the whole glasses and jacket makes sense when Matt told me a little bit about your background Uh-oh. and the shoes. All right. Got it all put together. <laughs> um, but we wanted. Thanks for joining us today. First Thank of all. Thank you. Thanks for having. Me. And um, let's let's start with your background for a second. So okay. You, you don't come from an automotive background. Well, actually. The first 10 years of my career, I was in automotive. So you came back. I came back after, well, I'll be dating myself, but after about 12 years away. Uh, and, you know, great opportunity to come back to a different angle of the auto business. So I was born and raised in Detroit. So, of course, you're going to be in the automotive world in Detroit. <laughs> um, but it was always on the brand side. So it was on the OEM brand side and it was always around media planning and buying. And so it was a great way to really understand it from that angle, Um, going away, understanding many different categories. So CPG, um, FinTech, fashion and beauty, like, you know, you, you name it. I've probably had, you know, even into quick service, you know, fast food. Right. Um, And then had a great opportunity during COVID to to make a little bit of a change in life and come on and uh, work from the dealer side. We're really understanding the dealer side of the business here at True Car. So we're it's gonna, been we're, fun. We're definitely gonna get back to that. Okay. Now we're gonna put a pin in that. Mike, I don't know much about your background. Can you tell us how you got into automotive to begin with? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, when I was in college, the girl I was dating was doing some babysitting for the Dean of Admissions. And Every great story husband, starts this and, way. And her <laughs> husband was a car dealer. It's a Chrysler dealer in Meadville where I went to school. So they invited us one Saturday night out. I was finishing up my last semester. And uh, he said, what are you thinking about doing? I said, well, I'm interviewing, talking to a lot of folks, trying to figure it out. And he said, well, I just hired my Chrysler factory rep to come work at my store. So I know they have an opening. Do you have a resume? So I gave him my resume, sent it in, and that was the beginning. And I started uh, in the Chrysler regional office. I spent three years there. I jumped over to Nissan. I spent 17 years there. I jumped to Edmonds. I spent 15 years there. And then here to True Car. Yeah, You're like what, 168 the numbers, yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. It, it all adds up to 39. I'll skip that part. Yeah, yeah. Skip that part. And so... Um, you mentioned that you came on board during the during COVID during the pandemic. Did you two know each other prior to this, or how no. did this come? How did this position no. come about, and that you two would be working together in this fashion? We, when I took over the CEO job, we made some transition across the management team. We had some openings, so we started looking, and I was I was kind of frustrated with the traditional CMO kind of title thing because it's too nebulous to me. And I wanted someone who could come in and, and really be responsible for our customers and understand the customers, not only from a marketing point of view, but from a product point of view and how they work through the site. So we said, we're going to create this position called Chief Customer Officer. We started interviewing and Beth popped up and it was perfect. We we are a distributed workforce. So, I mean, we're got people all across the country and we were able to pluck her from Detroit. She didn't have to move to California. Although I think she not tries to get ba- me to move her yeah. a couple of times. Right. I was like, it's probably <laughs> not a bad place. Yeah, yeah, especially this time of year. <laughs> exactly. Slightly yeah. different environment. Just a little bit. <laughs> we do without the snow. So it's this was a 
position created that you kind of wanted to create and reorganize it have you you have had you like had this type of position prior to this I had, or i had not had a position titled this but i had played different roles inside of different organizations so my most pre the the previous position i held was the president of an ad agency and so you do have to play a lot of different roles inside of that so it's not just one client doing one thing inside of an advertising space so you had to know the consumer you had to know all the constituents you had to know the the competition uh, you also had to really have a great negotiating skill and be able to bring all of the players in together to make sure that those clients that were in the agency were running smoothly so it's kind of the tack that i took when thinking about everything from product to consumer marketing to partner all of it had to work together. Yeah, because really you all, like when when I'm thinking of that position, you have to see like how you're communicating to the consumer base. You have to, how you're consuming to the, to the dealer, right. how you're, you know, you yes. all work with so many yes. marketplaces that you power, yeah. right? So communicating and, and supporting them and their communications. What, how, what has been this, like building this over yeah. the last couple of years and, and knowing what this role really does, yeah. what's that felt like and been like to be able to, to build that? Well, I think the, the key thing is to make sure that you have a really strong storyline because then you can actually tell the story no matter who the audience is and no matter what type of tone or space that you want to play in because you've got a really solid, consistent message. And so I think that has actually been something that we've crafted over the last couple of years as our product continues to evolve and our user base continues to, you know, it, it's no longer the same consumer. We're actually looking at, you know, our tagline is car buying shape to your life. So it's not just for one demographic in one location. It's for everybody to be able to have the opportunity for mobility. So if you think about how that kind of plays a role, you have to understand the consumer from every angle. And so again, having that story, having that consistent view of the consumer and understand that it's growing and changing, that's where it's been a lot of fun and bringing all of these different groups together. Because it's not, it's, it's not foreign, right? Because everybody can kind of get behind it and see it and live it and breathe it. That's like the heart of a great brand marketer. It's like there's a through line, there's a story, and that story, I don't have to change it if I'm telling it to my employee or a yeah. customer or anything like that. Yeah. How, like, as you've taken over, what's, what has it been like to tell that better story, especially internally, right? Because that's a, like, if you can master that internally, you can get it out. What has been telling that look, you know, look like? For me, I learned as I progressed through my career, um, sometimes the automotive industry is so closed, we don't innovate as fast as other markets because it's, it's, it, it's a select few people in the industry and bringing Beth back in, my product guy is from, uh, was at Walmart before that. I look outside and say, we want to do something innovative. We want to do something different. We want to really provide value. And when I took the job, there was this inherent conflict inside the company of, do we service dealers or do we service customers? And mm -hmm. there was so much energy spent on that. And my yes. answer was, yes, yeah. we service dealers and we service customers, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and we had somehow created an artificial conflict there that I don't think exists, yeah. right? You can and that's spilled people. over. Like, yeah. It's yeah. spilled over yeah. into your customers right? yes. and your dealers because yes. you couldn't answer the question internally because the storyline was broken. Yeah. Right. And it like you can't hide that, yeah. right? right? And it created a second level of confusion. Yeah. Well, so never, yeah. When, when we started 
aligning behind some fresh thinking from the outside and people not having these preconceived conflicts in mind, it freed us up to do a lot of things that I knew we'd be capable of. I mean, we have, I, I get a chance to manage some amazing assets, right? We've got 12,000 dealer partners. We've got eight or nine million monthly uniques that come to our site. Um, those are great assets. Those are things that many companies would love to have, yeah. right? Or we yes. build. Yeah. And, and, and I get them every month. So now it's just a matter of how do we bring products to the market that bring those two things together in a, in a new, interesting, mm -hmm. and exciting way. So mm -hmm. that's been where our focus has been. We had Alan, uh, Alan and Matt on, and mm -hmm. Alan talked about having the pro like people shopping and starting to filter out very high level in the sales, in the sales funnel by process. Yes. How do I want to buy this car? Yep. And making that a, like a very high level consideration filter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I firmly believe in reading the data from the national dealer groups, big footprints, Asbury, for example, built ClickLink, which is a great digital product they launched. Um, they announced out of Q3 that 90% of the volume that flowed through that had not done business with Asbury before. So what, what, what these digital products are allowing is to reach a unique consumer set that's not brand affiliated. They're not linked to a certain process. They just want something better mm -hmm. and they'll consider different cars. They'll consider different dealers and it's an opportunity to tap into that in a way. And it's really incremental business. And that, Oh, you're talking about conquest. Yeah. Yes. It's a, a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we don't have a ton of time with you guys. Um, I'll, I'll maybe we're gonna ask. have to do this again. Yeah, we're going to have to do yeah, this again. Yeah, please. You're welcome back. Because I feel like there's more to anytime. expose. This is even exposed for me, like, more about the true car belief and brand. And I love hearing that story. So, um, definitely, Mike, Beth, thank you so much for sitting thank with you. us. Thanks thank Thanks for giving you. us the space to have these conversations here at the True Car Booth. It's just been a joy. We've been, felt relaxed. We felt we, like we've had some of the best conversations, and, and this has been one of them. So, thanks. Well, thank you very much for coming. Yeah, You're welcome back. Anytime. Yeah, great. Thank you for listening to In the Dirt with a Sodu. We love the automotive industry and the people who make it run day in and day out. We would love to connect with you more through our daily dose of fun, a free email that you can sign up for at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. We put our heart and soul into it every day. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more conversations in the dirt with Asotu.